Hello and welcome to In The House Sports with Jay. And Jay, hello. It is Saturday, August 15th, 2020. The 17th episode. 17 is my favorite number, so uh, yeah, pretty welcome cool. Welcome to episode 17. Good. Glad that we made it this far. And that's it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, we're at episode 17. Welcome to Now Sports with J&J. We got so much stuff to discuss. Sports is just awesome right now. The NBA getting ready for the playoffs to start. I can't believe we're actually saying this. It's crazy that it's been... How many months has it been? It's been five months since the NBA stopped. And now we got some teams in the playoffs. And right as we speak, Portland is facing off against Memphis in the play-in game. Portland playing Memphis in the playoff game and the play-in game right as we speak. So they're either of those teams will be facing the Lakers. And let's just get started talking about the NBA. So what an amazing um, final few days it was. I remember saying last week that the race for the final two seeds in the West would not disappoint, and it did not. It was uh, there on the, at the on the final day. There were four teams uh, that were gearing up for those final two spots. San Antonio, unfortunately, they were eliminated. Like they were the first team of, of those four teams to be eliminated. And then Phoenix, unbelievably, I think yeah. that last week they won either four or five games. They won all eight games, but they just missed out on the playoffs. And I do you think that the turning point, and I know that all games matter, all eight games matter. I played some 70 uh, games this year or something. But the turning point might have been that Giannis Antetokounmpo, in a completely unrelated thing, he headbutted Mo Wagner. That gave him the game suspension. I did look at the box score from that game, and all their major players were playing. Middleton was playing. Bledsoe was playing for Milwaukee. Uh, the Grizzlies ended up beating uh, Milwaukee by 13, and with that win, that punched their ticket to the right. play-in game. But did Giannis... Do you think if Giannis would have played, it would have been a completely different result? Yeah, well, that's a, that's a good question. With him playing, they, they probably would have won. Uh, would they have played him the whole game or sat him out? We don't know. It is what it is. This You can look back, Phoenix, if they would have won one more game during their regular season or two games or whatever, they, wouldn't even, they would have had the eighth seed. Good for them for winning eight in a row. Uh, leads them into next year, gives them a lot of confidence. Uh, but, yeah, the domino effect. If he doesn't headbutt, he plays. They beat Memphis, Phoenix is in. But well, the thing is, is that that's a whole other question. And that eighth seed getting a very, very close and exciting win over the Brooklyn Nets were the Portland Trailblazers. And they have the one game that they have the advantage in this play-in game. If they win one game, it's over. If Memphis wins today, then tomorrow, Portland has another chance to close up the series. Yeah. I think Portland, and I'm going to talk about them a little bit later, they are going to be a scary team. Uh, Charles Barkley recently said that he thinks the Trailblazers can make the finals, and I think that they have a reasonable shot, especially especially with the return of Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah, I, think, um, I was going to say, yeah, if you look at the Western Conference teams, I mean, yes, they're the eighth place team, but they, if you look at they, they could they could be ranked anywhere in that top eight. So they're hot. Uh, Lillard's on fire. He's earning his sixty or eighty million dollars a year that he's making. Uh, but uh, the Grizzlies could, you know, don't count them out. They Valanciunas had a good last game. They got your man Morant. Who knows? We're all expecting Portland thing, to win, to go yeah. against the Lakers, but let's see what happens. But the thing is, is that, yeah, anything can happen. Uh, Memphis could win two games. I think Portland will, though, win today. I have no idea what's happening. Don't want to know, and we'll probably discuss whatever happens next week in our next show. But 
if you look at the Western Conference, I'm going to name all 15 teams, and I think, oh, okay, there's one team that I think that won't make the playoffs next year, but all 14 of these other teams will make them. Could make you them. Just listen to these teams. The Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Jazz, Mavericks, Trailblazers, Grizzlies, Suns, Spurs, Kings, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Warriors. Especially if you look at those bottom two teams, Golden State being the worst team, uh, with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson being back, they'll pretty much for sure make the playoffs. I know Minnesota with their now their um, their duo of Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell with Russell and the chemistry there now for starting for ne- next season. They'll they have a good shot of making the playoffs. The one team though that I am not confident with, and that team ended their playoff run the first time they have not made the playoffs, I think since 1997. That is the San Antonio Spurs. That's one team that I think will struggle uh, next year. I know it's uh it's worth a long ways away. And then if you if you of course look at the Eastern Conference right now. I think it'll be more competitive. Like, I, no, not more competitive, but I like. I know the Western Conference is stronger than the Eastern Conference, but it's just going to be crazy next year to be like, who's going to make the playoffs? Because this year it was so close, and teams are just really good. Teams are getting eliminated. Um, so, any early predictions for the Western Conference next year? I can't. I I, will, I agree with you. They're they got such strong teams. Maybe one of one of the days they'll have it uh, where it's the top teams make the playoffs and they'll combine the East and the West together but i don't disagree the warriors will be the the timberwolves i'm not sure about them uh, uh zion williamson where is he going to be we can talk about him another day. i'm not so sure about him uh but yeah the kings who fired bloody d-, d back today i think i'm surprised he had this many lives i thought he'd been gone a long time ago i'd like to see them rise they've missed the playoff what 14 years in a row uh poor sacramento so i'm not sure they're there yet but yes and the spurs the interesting about the spurs is popwich this is his first time i think missing the playoffs uh, do you think he'll be sticking around still for a while, or is are we going to see I our first Greg, female coach uh, take that'd, over? That'd be amazing. Uh, her name again, Jacob. Please Becky know. Hammond, yeah. former uh, she formerly played in the WNBA, and then she's been with the San Antonio Spurs organization for years. Um, I think Popovich, he's I think is I think he's almost probably ready to retire. He's had such a good run. I'm guessing maybe he'll be doing it for another. He doesn't have yeah. to retire. He's an excellent coach, but it is going to be amazing. Um, I think what I was going to say, but guess what, Dad, is happening on Thursday? It is the NBA Draft Lottery. So we're going to find out which team goes number one. The good thing about these teams, like the Pelicans or the Kings or the Spurs or the Suns who just missed out, is that they have a legitimate chance with this lottery format to snag the number one pick in the overall. And there's a a lot of prospects overall. Anthony Anthony Edwards of Georgia. He got LaMelo Ball in the mix. You got Obi Toppin of Dayton, but yes, that is going to be another discussion. Perhaps we'll touch upon that next week, but uh, nonetheless, we are so excited for the playoffs predictions. Stick around. Those are coming up later in the episode. We're going to get to part one now of Jason's tidbits. Yeah, I don't know if this is a tidbit or not, but let's talk about the Buffalo Blue Jays. Uh, They've been struggling all year long, and suddenly in their last two games, uh, playing in their home field uh, in Buffalo, they're whacking the ball uh, the last two games. Um, they did lose 14 to 11 to the Miami um, Marlins. Uh, Marlins on, on this past Wednesday. A playoff bound team potentially. But in that game, they had seven home runs, and that was followed up with six home runs in yesterday's 12-4 win over the Rays. That's 13 home runs. It's they are they are, they, the Blue Jays are the fourth team in Major League Baseball history to hit six home runs in back to back games. They actually did seven and six, so of course that's 13. But uh, wow, where did that come from? So the long ball, we were, I think we we're kind of expecting some of this. Um, the As it turns out that the uh, 
uh, a, a, a previous Toronto Blue Jet. I just want to show his name out. Uh, Aaron Loop. Uh, he was pitching for Tampa Bay yesterday in the sixth inning and gave up two home runs. He was never one of my favorites. Every time he came into the game, it's like, oh, here we go. Let's uh, let's uh, give up some runs. So he did that kindly to the Blue Jays yesterday. So there's a name from the past, uh, Aaron Loop. But the Blue Jays and uh, Bo Bichette has homered now in four straight games. I believe that might be a Toronto Blue Jays slash Buffalo Blue Jay record. So uh, Bo Bichette's on a middle of a roll. Teoscar Hernandez had two yesterday. He's got seven home runs. So we'll see what they do. They Their nemesis is the Tampa Bay Rays, but they did manage to win yesterday. So they, the, the, the bats are flying. I should point out that uh, Vladimir Guerrero had a home run this past week. So kudos to him. He really is uh, kind of, I would say, struggling at the plate. Um, his expectations are well uh, uh, below where they should be. And uh, according to Steve Phillips, the baseball guru guy, uh, apparently his launch angle is low again. He just raised it to 7.6 degrees, uh, which is slightly, they say this is a quote here, which is slightly above the 6.7 mark from the past year, but still uh, below the league average of 11.9. So uh, his his launch angle is, it's too low. So for all you uh, science people out there, maybe you can explain it. But what it means to me is he ain't hitting the ball out. Yeah, something uh, Blue Jays right now. I don't know if I don't think they're right now in, in, play, in playoff contention with a seven and nine record. However, there is still unbelievably there's like forty four games left, and at this time in a regular major league baseball season, you'd be saying who's going to be winning the division soon, and it's it's coming up. I guess uh, you got to win, 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 and give yourself a good record. And a lot, I think half the teams make the playoffs right now. The Blue Jays are fourth in the AL East. Yes, Dad, you want to touch upon another quick thing? Uh, sure, I can just. Uh throw something out here. Uh, should we talk about um, Bianca Andreescu, our Canadian uh, tennis player, the past winner of the U.S. Open? She is not playing. Uh, she said this week that she is not playing, and Jacob, you and I have spoke about this. She's saying that because of the COVID virus, she has not had the opportunity to practice to her full ability and does not feel ready to play. I believe she has not played since October because of a knee injury. Yeah, so. she, she's been hampered by injuries ever since her win at the U.S. Open last year. Um, and it's just, I think it happens. And, and that reminds me of, of Tiger Woods saying, you know, he doesn't want to play golf until he's, you know, thinks he can win. So maybe yeah. she doesn't think she can win. So she's like, why aren't I playing? Um, I'm not sure, but a lot of people are using, you know, COVID saying, like, I don't know her circumstances. Um, but th it's been, I think, I don't know what's going on. Like, I think that there has been, she, I don't know. I have, I have, I have not my, a comment. My, my opinion is that she's using uh, COVID as an excuse and her knee is still bothering her and she's injury prone. We've spoke about this in earlier episodes and uh, her future is, uh, is, um, un is uh, uncertain with all these injuries. So she's blaming it on COVID. I thought that she's young enough and that she's probably been playing, but her, I bet you her knee is still bugging her. So We'll be cheering for the uh, other Canadians. Actually, I'm not sure if they'll even be in it. Layla Fernandez and uh, Eugenie Bouchard actually won a couple games this week. So um, those are the three big Canadian names. Yeah, so I want to touch upon – we're going to go talk about a bit a bit about golf because we talked about the PGA Championship last week. I think at this time last week oh, – I can't even remember who was leading after Friday. But after Saturday, it was Dustin Johnson who took the lead going into Sunday in the first of three majors of this PGA Tour season – um, we're going to get to that in just a sec, but this week's event is the Wyndham Championship, and they had an early start today. Siwoo Kim with a two-shot lead over Rob Oppenheim and Doc Redman. 
Uh, Siwoo Kim shot him eight under, including a hole in one on the third hole, and he almost made another one on the 12th. In fact, it hit the lip. It kind of just lipped out. I don't think it was really going. It was super close to going in, but it lipped, lipped out. So almost two hole in ones in a round. Again, the last player to do, to do that, I think, was Brian Harmon like five years ago. So Siwoo Kim, he's a former winner of the Players' Championship and looks to gain some good status going into next week's FedEx Cup. Uh, I want to talk about the FedEx Cup. It's a uh, three-series playoff event on the PGA Tour um, that uh, players can win up to $15 million. Or the, the top prize gets $15 million. And there's this other thing um, called the win number awards. And the top 10 players share uh, tons of bonus money. I think like something like $10 million bonus money. Justin Thomas, since he was the best, Justin Thomas gets $2 million of bonus money for facing nice. number one in the standings. But last week, the PGA Tour winner or the PGA champion was rising star Colin Morikawa picking up his third win. Uh, he's missed one cut as a professional, and he has one major now to his name. He has one, one, sorry, he has won one major to his name. And man, there was a log jam with a bunch of players well within the win for the entire day, including Dustin Johnson, Jason Day, Matthew Wolf. Within, he made an eagle on the back. Um, Bryson DeChambeau, Paul Casey, Paul Casey. Paul Casey Tony Finau, Cameron Champ, a bunch of guys well within it. But the turning point came, I think, was when Cameron Champ pitched in for birdie after kind of making a mess, not hitting his best second shot short of the green, making a birdie on the 14th hole. And then on the 16th hole, produced the shot of the tournament uh, on the drivable par for 16th when he hit his awesome left to right shot, made the eagle putt, and that pretty much put him in the driver's seat. That led to a two-shot lead over, I think, Dustin Johnson and Paul Casey. So, Dad, you picked Colin Morikawa in your golf pool, and you could pick, and uh, what a win for him. It, what a yeah? win, yeah. I, I, I've told you before, after the other ones, I, I, even before that, I said he's a guy to watch for. He's got a beautiful swing. Uh, he seems like a very likable guy. He seems very confident. He's young. I think he's a name that we're going to see on leaderboards for some time to come. And uh, and some more uh, majors for him down the road for sure. Uh, he's a name to watch for, and will be picked in more uh, golf uh, pools by by many people to come. So yeah. Well, with the win, Colin Morikawa went to number five in the world rankings, and it just shows how quickly um, it just shows how quickly you can rise. Because I think at the beginning of the year, Morikawa was ranked. It's insane. Like before, I think at the beginning of the PGA Tour season. He was, he was good. He was 75th at the RBC Canadian Open last year. I think where he made his first start ever, he was 1,039th. And he now, with the wow. win, he go, jumps all the way from 12th to 5th. And um, he could be number one pretty soon. Yeah. Um, you got the FedEx Cup playoff events uh, where he's ranked currently second right now. Yeah. Um, and speaking of the FedEx Cup playoff events, there's been some disappointments. Brooks Kepka, the current world number seven, uh, last year had a shot to win the whole thing, was right in the top I think he was number one going going into the FedEx Cup playoffs. Now he's ranked 95th overall. Uh, another surprise, of course, Jordan Spieth, three-time major champion. He won two majors and contended in all four five years ago. He's ranked 98th. And Justin Rose, who last year was one of the top golfers, is ranked 109th. So rank for the FedEx Cup rankings, I not see. world rankings. Okay. But the FedEx Cup rankings, 109th overall. is 109th place. That just qualifies him pretty much for the first event. Of course, the events go 125 for the first week, 70 for the second week, and then 30 for the final week. 
Which person is the biggest surprise? Kepka at 95, Spieth at 98, or Rose at 109? I'm going to say Kepka for sure, I'm, without, without a doubt. Just all the majors he's been winning. To me, Rose was on a decline. He didn't play well last year, and Spieth hasn't played well for the last two or three years. So Kepka is my answer for that. I think the numbers would probably show that. And uh, it's interesting, the, you have the world rankings that puts Kepka at number seven, but it's kind of like, what have you done for me lately? And Fan X Cups, when I find that very, very interesting, he's over 100 and whatever, you just said 100 and... He's 95. 95, so he's way up. So what have you done for me lately? These are guys that that uh, have really fallen off the map. So yes, they were good. Um, are they ever going to win a major again? Well, I wouldn't put a pass any Well, of them. the thing is about Kepka is that he was, in fact, in contention last week. I think he was, what, one back or two back of Dustin Johnson going into the final round, yeah. but blew up on the final round and finished tied for 29th. Yeah, well, so that is not Kepka-esque in terms yeah. of what he's done recently. Maybe, maybe he shouldn't have opened up his mouth telling Dustin Johnson, oh, you've only won one major. I mean, I, he did a later on later apologize, but... I'm not a fan of his, and uh, he's dropping, and uh, and uh, well, let's let's move. Well, on. he's got to have a big week. He missed the cut, in fact, at this yeah, week's yeah, tournament, no, yeah. and he's got to have a big week if he wants to make it to the second leg of the FedEx Cup Finals again. Up for grabs is fifteen million dollars if you finish first, and even if you finish second, you're picking up a nice five million dollars. I think thirtieth gets a ton of money as well. All the way, um, it's it's great the way the 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 FedEx Cup works like that. And lastly, Tiger Woods is 51st um, thanks to his win early in the season this year. Let's go back to Jason's tidbits. Yeah, no, this is just uh, – uh, you can you can comment just briefly on this too. We'll move along here. But the President's Cup, so that's the United States versus other countries except Europe, will be played 2024 in Montreal. Jacob, at the – Royal. I think it's. I think there is. It's, it's at the Royal Montreal. It's called Royal Montreal. Uh, I'll, I'll double check that, but it's speak for Canada, and it's yeah, Royal Montreal Golf Club. I think it's happened before. So right. Who is two thousand seven? I wonder who's going to be the captain. Is that is that? Do you think Mike Weir could be the captain of that? Yeah, I, I could see that happening. Weirsy, so or well, not because he's like I don't no, know. I guess it's good. I would. I would be betting on Weirsy to be captain if we had to bet right now. So that's two thousand twenty-four. So that's. That's cool. You know, maybe we'll go. Maybe we'll see our listeners. Maybe we'll all, us and all of our listeners will go. Uh, we'll do a live uh, in the house sports uh, for Montreal. But um, speaking of Montreal, the uh, Montreal Canadiens up 2 0. Um, or are they 1 1? Shoot, now I'm blanking. Sorry, folks. Is that whether the, uh, with the Philadelphia. Hold on. Fans. While you look that up, speaking of Mike Weir, uh, the first PJ Tour ma Champions Major of the Year. This is going to be really quick. So, so the, the first PJ Tour Champions Major, so it's like the 50 and older guys are playing this week, and only three guys right now are under par. Jerry Kelly at four under, Woody Austin, and Colin Montgomery at one under. This is midway through the third round, and Mike Weir, who's playing in this first PJ Tour Champions Major, is currently plus three on the day. He is where's, nine back of the lead at plus five. Where's so guys, everybody's all over. It's a hard course. It's crazy that the lead right now is minus four. It makes me think of a... Where, U.S. Open track. Where's our buddy Stephen Ames? Stephen Ames, I and think, is playing this week. There he, he is. is. Seven over on the day, plus 15 and 19 back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first. Anyway, yeah, what so were you yeah, about the yeah. Montreal Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're tied 1-1 with the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. They are underdogs, uh, but they shut them out last game, 5 nothing. So Montreal, Canadian team, doing well so far. We're here, cheer, here in the Calgary cheering for the Flames. They're up 2-1 uh, against Dallas and the Vancouver Against the Stanley Cup champions up 2 nothing. So let's hear from some of the Canadian teams. We've got a long way to go. 
Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to comment that one thing about the President's Cup led me to thinking of that of the uh, of the Montreal Canadiens. Um, I thought you were going to say Montreal Expo, something like that. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stroman, baseball, New York Mets. He's decided he's because of COVID. Um, he's he's not he's given up on the rest of the season. He's been uh, fighting hard to come back from injury. And I think he had he threw about eighty five pitches in a simulated game the other day, and then he said, uh, "You know what? See you next year." So that was a bit of a Shame. And Tuka Rask as well. That's breaking news as of today. Yeah, uh, he cited it due to I think his just family. You said more is is more important, and, I, and it is right now. So he's not playing. And, and the Bruins did play today. Yeah, yeah. they won three one. Yeah, they're up three. They won three one. Shout out to the Eisenmans, yeah, our friends from Boston. Right. Big Bruins fans. Can maybe Boston will win again? Yeah, they'd probably be hoping for Boston, Calgary, uh, New York Rangers. They won the uh, uh, draft lottery and. Uh, we're so thankful that it wasn't uh, Edmonton or Winnipeg or uh, Toronto. So uh, good for the Rangers. Maybe yep. they'll end up trading him. Um, and and uh, and speaking of hockey, that overtime game earlier in the week between Columbus um, and Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay that five overtimes, and that was the fourth fourth longest uh, game ever. It went. It lasted um, ninety minutes and twenty seven seconds. That was five overtimes, the longest. Overtime game in history for for interest was the Detroit against the Montreal Maroons, and that was a, a one nothing a victory by Detroit. One hour, sorry, one hundred sixteen minutes, six overtimes, and that was in the year nineteen thirty six. So, Crazy stuff. Um, you know, they weren't that far too, off. In your opinion, you think it's too long? They're playing for wait, wait, ninety minutes. I heard they were eating pizzas between the uh, between the periods. Wait, it's much longer than ninety minutes. But ninety minutes of overtime. That's got to be what it is. The game because the hockey game sixty minutes plus five times twenty. I think it's talking about the longest, the longest yeah, that's overtime. That's, that's the that's, overtime minutes. Oh, the yeah, overtime so, minutes. Yeah, so that's so hundred fifty minutes of yeah. hockey. Yeah, hundred sixteen minutes of uh, extra hockey. That's uh, that's after playing three periods. So it was incredible to watch. Some of these guys were falling and could barely get up. The goalies were making saves, uh, records for the number of saves by the by the goalie of uh, Seth Columbus. Jones played an hour. Yeah, I played an hour, and these guys, it's fun to watch. It's, it's memorable for them. So kudos to both teams. And uh, Columbus, they played a lot of hockey, a lot more minutes than I think any other team having uh, just won two overtime games against Toronto before. Uh, and then they played this crazy game, ended up losing, and then came back and won the next game. So, hey, how about uh, John Tortorella and the Columbus Blue Jackets? you got to jump on their bandwagon, maybe. Um, Toronto Raptors. Um, highest winning percentage ever. The 53 wins, 19 loss, not losses. Um, best uh, record in ever. I, I did the calculations. It's a 73.6% uh, 73.6 winning percentage. Jacob, how do you feel about the Toronto Raptors going into playoff game number one? Do you want it? Do you want me to tell you my prediction for the series? Are we jumping into that? Just tell me briefly think, what do you think about the Raptors, and then let's jump the into that. So okay. we're jumping to our. Okay. I think the Raptors are facing off against a pretty good Brooklyn Nets team, and good thing they don't have Kevin Durant back and Kyrie because that would have been a completely different Brooklyn Nets team, similar to what would have, we would have been seeing with Portland with their turn of Nurkic and their stars being on point right now. I think the Raptors are going to be uh, – they're going to win this game in – they're going to win the series in six. So I'm thinking Raptors in six. I don't think it's going to be cakewalk. Uh, I think it's going to be a battle, though. They've got some players playing really good basketball. Um, and I think the Raptors were taken in six. What do you think? I think I got the Raptors in five. Okay, so confident with that. Um, so as I told you today, 
big play-in game, the first play-in game in the history of the National Basketball Association with the law with the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the I don't want to see what happens. I, Dad's going to pull it up on his phone. I don't know why you're looking. I'm, I don't want to know what happens. Uh, Portland taking on the Grizzlies. What time? I don't even know what time it is. I don't even. I don't want to know. I know. I don't even know why you're looking. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I guess it doesn't matter. I'm going to watch. Well, the first quarter is over. First quarter. You want to know just the first quarter? Tell me. Our listeners want to know. I know it's not a live Fine, show. Fine. Why not? Thirty-one to nineteen for Portland. Okay, so, so a twelve-point lead after one. Uh, anyway, though, anything can happen. If Portland wins this series, I think they will beat the Lakers in seven games. Yeah, I don't. If uh, the Memphis Grizzlies win the next two games, the Lakers will beat them in five games. What do you think about those predictions? I think they're very good predictions. I, I, I'm plus or minus one. I think that the, I, I, my first thought is Lakers in seven, but uh, I, you can, you know me, I'm pulling against LeBron, so. I, um, Portland, they've been playing a lot of meaningful minutes. They're ready to go. You know, there's there's no home court, there's no travel, so they're they're going to be quite well rested. Uh, my first thought is Lakers in seven, but uh, I can see Portland winning that. And Memphis, uh, Memphis would have difficulty with the Lakers, uh, but yeah, five games sounds good. Maybe four for the Lakers. Okay, so that's that's going to be interesting. And then that jumps us into the other half of the bracket. So it'll be either L.A or Portland-Memphis versus Houston-OKC. And Houston already putting themselves on a bit of a hole without Russell Westbrook not playing, I think, the first couple games. Uh, I got OKC going in five. What about I'm, you? I'm, I, my first thought is the same. I'll take OKC in five, OKC too. They're just going to break and destroy them. I think even a playoff series win is a huge – like, I thought they were going to be the worst in the league, OKC. Um, almost like the complete opposite thought that I've had for – uh, the Golden State Warriors. I didn't think and, Golden State would be the worst and, team in the league. And but. maybe James Harden makes fools of us and goes out and scores 70 points and we get it wrong. So yeah. my first thought is OKC. So, the, but the series that I am most looking forward to, I think, is Denver-Utah. Oh, they got some good three-point shooting players. They got some great players on either team with Jokic and Mitchell on the Utah Jazz. And then we got Denver with Jamal Murray. Oh, it's not Jokic. I meant to say Gobert and Murray. What am I saying? Oh, I'm, looking, I'm getting Houston. super confused. Gobert's not Houston. Yeah, Utah. What? We're making a ton of mistakes on here. Sorry. Gobert and Mitchell on Utah, and then on Denver, you got Jokic and Murray, and then a bunch of other players coming back. What was my prediction I wrote down? I got Denver winning in six. Uh, but if they get Gary Harris and Will Barden, Denver could make a splash, and the Western Conference is going to be really good, Because, but I think that L.A., the Clippers— I might. I don't know. They're going to be very good. They're going to be Dallas in four games. What do you yeah. think, yeah. LA Dallas? Den- just Denver, Utah. I see that going. That series going seven games, um, with the winner not certain. But uh, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Denver in seven. Uh, Murray, the Canadian, and uh, Clippers and Dallas. Yeah, not four games. I can see that. I can see that series going six or seven games. Ooh. And Clippers will win it. I'm hoping for Dallas. I don't want Kawhi winning, so uh, no surprise for all of the uh, people that know us well know that I'm not cheering for LeBron or Kawhi or X, uh, the X Raptor. Carry on. Anyway, I'm just going to tell you who I think is going to win these series because we're running short on time. Milwaukee will beat Orlando. I'm just going to say I, I in four. I think it's going to be a sweep. Uh, Indiana, Miami. Um, I think Miami will take that in five games, and then Boston, Philadelphia. I think Boston will win that in in four games. As yeah, well. I think I think Milwaukee takes care of Orlando four games straight. I'll take Indiana. I'll take Indiana over against against Miami. I can see that going seven oh. games, and Boston. 
against the Philadelphia. Philadelphia maybe wins one game. They're missing their guy Simmons and uh, big just, time loss. Just, just uh, Boston's playing well right now. Um, yes, Rob, I did pick your Boston team out there. So shout uh, out to Rob Cohen, one of our great, amazing weekly listeners to In the House Sports with J and J. Now I was going to say, uh, please tweet us at. At Dell House Sports, you can find us. And you can let us know of your predictions. What do you think your, about ours? That's right. Give us your NBA predictions, and we'll we'll see where we're all at. So one thing, Dad, that I want to discuss to you. This is a surprise topic <laughs> later to the show. Is that guess who is having a movie about himself? Giannis Antetokounmpo. There is a Disney movie being made. They're looking for people to audition for the role of Giannis Antetokounmpo. And the movie will be called The Greek Freak. So I am definitely interested wow. in that. On Netflix, there's another movie that. That definitely brought to mind about um, amazing female golfer Aria Jutanagarn. Um, so that's what I brought mind that brought mind to me. But when I saw that, I was like, "Wow, Giannis and Ted yeah, I wonder, I wonder who I wonder who's going to be playing for uh, trying to play his role. That will be uh, interesting to see. I think that uh, Will Smith I, doesn't quite no, have the height. No, and it, I think they want some younger. It's about I would think so. some younger. They have two different age ranges for Giannis, and no acting experience required. That's what I saw. Anyway, let's uh, take us to the end of the show. KBO update. The NCAA, NC Dino still leading. It's a slim margin. So, actually, if you're following the KBO standings, they're up there. The Wyverns aren't moving up anytime soon. Hey, what a week for Mookie Betts. He's had he had a, a home uh, three homers in one game last week, and now he's had six three, three, six, three homer games in his career, which is uh, slim company for that. Yeah, we are so excited for this week. This week's going to be crazy. I have no idea what's going to happen in the NBA. Four games every day starting Monday. That'll take us all the way to Friday and see how many games. I know that Portland, if they play back-to-back games and they have a game on Tuesday, it's not going to be a lot of rest for them, but they're going to be facing good Lakers teams. It's going to be so exciting. Dad, take us to the end. Go Raptors. Go Blue Jays. Go Flames. We're out. In the house. See ya.